And now we're going to get into this panel. I'm on it, so I'm just going to sit down. <laughs> and I'm going to introduce Manny Faces to the stage, who is one of our broadcasters. He's like the Larry King of this hip-hop-ish. <laughs> Every time somebody says it. Yes, I'm going to invite our friends, Standby Gypsy from Hangover Takeover on ZenLive.tv, DJ Fusion from Fusebox Radio, where's my last person, Cynical Smith from Beat Miners Radio. Yes, check, check. Have a seat. I mean, we gonna try to make the squeeze we work. Squeeze everyone in. I told okay. you, this is, we a startup. We don't, no, I, we don't have all that extra <laughs> chair money. Yes. We all a work in progress. Thank you. So, Manny, I'm going to hand it over to you. Manny Faces will be moderating today's discussion. All right. Clap it up. Hey, what's up, everybody? All right, well, thank you for everyone who's here. Uh, again, my name is Manny Faces. The Manny Faces show every alternating Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. on Bonfire Radio. So uh, thank you for having me here. I'm talking to some very esteemed colleagues, and, and in fact, some people who inspired me to do my own show. So it's kind of full circle. So I'm really glad that everyone's here. Uh, Y'all can hear me good? We good? We good? All right, all right. Yeah. Very nice. So um, again, let's just real quick, just obviously the first thing we want to do is kind of introduce folks to you who could hear us on the, uh, on the interwebs and as well as here in person. Uh, so we'll start uh, with you, sir, uh, my old friend. Oh, friend, like yeah. Long ago, long, many, many yes, years indeed. ago, about Introduce thirty seconds in ago. Your outlet and uh, uh, how long I'm you been doing? I'm Gypsy. I'm the host of the Hangover Takeover, which is broadcasted every Monday night on ZenLive.tv. Uh, it is myself, my uh, two co-hosts, who unfortunately were a little under the weather, couldn't make it. But uh, it's Juju the model and uh, Mr. Blue Rivera. Uh, we cover entertainment news. We have music guests on. Uh, we go to events. And, uh, you know, we, we like to cover uh, independent artists very much uh, similar to Bonfire Radio because uh, just like uh, the gentleman who's performing earlier before, we have to support, uh, uh, you know, underground music because we all say it. We all say that we can't stand what's on the radio and what's being uh, pushed on us. So we have to support um, folks that are producing real music, real content, whether it's music, whether it's video, uh, whatever their art form is, you have to support it. We all have to support it. Right so. Um, it's, it really is, is, is a pleasure, and I can't tell you how many times where we've had guests on where, you know, you know they're talented, but it's not until they perform or, or you speak to them or you find out their story, and you're like, right. wow. Right. You know what I mean? And, and as an interviewer, it really, it really takes, takes experience to a new level. So, yes, indeed. Um, All right. well, I enjoy what I do. Very, very, very nice to have you here. Uh, now, you and me go back as well, actually, on oh. several different outlets. And one of the first things Word. that we did together was sit on a panel together. I don't know if you remember. It was yeah. a long time ago. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Making me feel old over here. Right no, no, now. it was I like two weeks that. ago. I'm that. talking about it was like two weeks ago. It wasn't that long ago. It was like nothing. Uh, you are? Um, I'm DJ Fusion. I'm the um, founder and creator of the syndicated Fusebox Radio broadcast. Along with my host, um, the Black Hawk, we go ahead and we get into all types of music mixes, old school, new school, or different music from the international black diaspora, as well as get into a whole bunch of commentary, whether it's straight up serious hardcore news to talking about stuff like how we felt about Ant-Man or Empire okay. or something like that and everything in between. Uh, one of the reasons I found the show, um, again, I'm feeling a little old talking about this, in 1998 <laughs> as a student right. at Rutgers U Radio was because I was just tired of how commercial radio was in terms of quote unquote black or urban music, mm -hmm. where you hear like the same 30 joints over and over again 
people talk about the same stuff and nonsense. And unfortunately, since then, it hasn't really gotten better. But I'm sure we're all ran about that sometime during yes. um, this panel. And um, through just a lot of things with how technology has grown enough stuff, we've been um, really blessed with being able to expand um, our brand and just pretty much um, be like we always say, just those average two black folks who just talk about a whole bunch of stuff all the time and we just really like music and um, right. put things out there. And besides the radio show, you know, we do events and stuff too, um, mixes, mixtapes, um, writing for um, different sites and stuff, and also um, photography for just different sites. So a yeah. little bit about me. All right. Nice to have you here. Thank you very much. Miss Cynical. Hold on a second. So oh, do we have you on mic? mic? Such a lovely voice has to be broadcasted proper. <laughs> there you go. go. There we go. <laughs> uh, my name is Cynical Smith. I am the programming director for Beat Miners Radio as well as a host and producer at the station. Very nice. Very nice to have you guys uh, all here today. And I lastly, know y'all know. No, no, I'm about to start talking, so <laughs> okay. I gotta come back around. Right. And lastly, but not leastly. Hi, I'm TK, program director at Bonfire Radio also, as Cynical does over at Beat Miners, a uh, producer and host as well. Um, I do TK in the AM with Conscious, and um, yeah, that's me. Thanks. All right, if y'all here, you should know. So <laughs> yeah. you already know, as they say. Um, very nice. So. Uh, one of the things, and it is going to basically, I think, kind of tie into what uh, you said, uh, uh, Fusion, about the state of the radio landscape, the state of the media landscape as a whole being sort of the impetus to why you might have started doing something, why you started to take the opportunity to uh, build a radio station, uh, start a show, you know, get out there and start putting your own stamp on what's been going on. This isn't a new thing when you hear people like our, our last performer, who's excellent, say that, you know, there's uh, always people talking about the lack of diversity in terms of independent music and no one's supporting it and da 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 It's not a new problem, but it's important to have independent outlets like y'all's and this one and mine for a variety of reasons. Can you touch upon why you think it's important to do what you do? A lot of people get on the mic and they have podcasts now. It's very easy. Barrett Entry is very easy and they do it because they want to do it because it's fun and we all enjoy what we do. But I think the people here and the people out there have to understand that there's an important reason why you do what you do. I mean, I do it... I, it's a bit of a selfish reason. I, I love live music. Like, I love seeing a live band, whether it's it, people with uh, a real instrumentation or, or someone who's doing spoken word or, or hip-hop, whatever, whatever the art form is. So I have to, I have to be honest. What, what I do is I love, I love going to live shows. I love seeing... I love making that connection with, with, with the music that, that an artist I've never heard uh, from uh, uh, before perform, or right. maybe it is an artist that I, that, that I'm familiar with. Uh, right. One of the shows, actually, one of the first times I, I actually saw uh, TK, she was actually hosting at SOBs, wow. and this mm. was this was a while ago. And uh, but I had followed up and done shows over there before, and had the honor to interview. Um, um, oh my God, uh, Souls of Mischief. Excuse me. Okay. And you know, I grew up on that band. You know, right. many of us here grew up on that band. And band. And the fact that I had an opportunity to do that just. It, it just blew my mind, you right. know. So going back to your original question, it's almost as simple as just diverse. Like when I go to the supermarket, I want to see, you know, 20 different kinds of ice cream. Because right. I don't want one kind of ice cream. Right. You know you what I mean? Force down your throat. Exactly. Right. So, you know, the fact that radio is what it is. I remember the time in the 90s when, you know, you had, you know, at least three or four radio stations. 
I remember the moment, and I'm sure we all do that moment when we went from one station to the other, and they actually started playing the same song. <laughs> right. And that's when my head exploded. Right. That's when I was like, "Wait, where are we right. going with this?" Right. And back then, you also had the college radio, so you had a lot of, of outlets. Course. And then of college course. radio stations started, doing, you know, dwindling, and exactly. you know, shows started you know, the so, good squeeze yeah. radio exactly. and some of the hip hop shows that I know about, uh, you know, started fading away. So you had to maybe step up and try to fill that gap. Exactly. Fusion, the same thing with you from uh, moving from. College radio, right? You said. Um, yep, I originally started with college radio, so to a degree, I thought I was kind of spoiled, where I was just there, like um, besides maybe a low percentage of a form, a hardcore formal playlist. It's like I can play whatever I want, right. and for me, I wanted to try to not just play the same old, same old thing. Right. Whether it was a mainstream artist and their same three songs, I'm like y'all make an album. There's a reason why I'm supposed to, you know, <laughs> delve into that. Right. And then I was just running into so many awesome independent acts, both in Jersey and New York and at the time I started you know doing things and getting really serious about it was when I think the internet exploded and I'm going to age myself I remember mp3.com okay I remember Napster MySpace all of that and I'm one of those people I'm like I'm a college student I'm just working part-time in between my classes I'm just emailing people like yo I like this track can you please send something through let's go ahead let's build I want to put my stuff out there and I'll like send out my playlist and everything to y'all so y'all can help advertise, promote yourself, and maybe get interviews and things. I think one of the things that folks forget with independent media is that every building needs a foundation and needs to maintain the foundation. And indie media is always going to have to be around because, let's face it, especially right now, like, if you hear something on mainstream radio, it's probably been circulating in indie media for at least a smooth six months to a year plus. Right, right. With an artist or idea or a concept. Right. Or whatever else. And for, I would just say creatives in general, you need to get your place, not just to expose whatever product you're putting out there, but to also you know, hone some of your skills. You're gonna have to go on interviews. You're gonna have to do various media stuff. You're gonna have to learn how to interact with folks and you know, not be a total snob about it. You right, know what right. I'm saying? So, so it serves as a breeding ground cycle. of yeah. sort for artists yeah. to get their come up. Uh, no doubt, also, it's yeah. a circle of life thing. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like right. that time where you seen the Kanye interview before he was like, the Kanye that we know. Like, could <laughs> right. you imagine? Like, sometimes we're that outlet. Like, you, you get the person before they become the per the person. Right. And you're like, damn, but I got them first, though, right? <laughs> and yeah, it's kind of like a badge of honor, yeah, absolutely. you know? Absolutely. I mean, if I could just jump in real quick while I'm here. Um, as far as everybody was saying um, why they want to do it and why. Yo, like, literally, legit, my reason for living for a while was to be Angie Martinez Jr., like low-key, not low-key, high-key, that was my goal in life, you know, and then one day I had to, I was, I had to just be honest with myself, um, do I want to be on that type of station, and when I was finally honest with myself and I said no, it actually hurt me to say no at that time, like I still hadn't, had no direction on, well, what am I going to do next then, you know, once I, once you admit what you really want to do with your life, and that it might not be attainable, or not to say attainable, but they might not welcome you in the way you think and the way you welcome independent artists or in the free thinkers and whatever. Because, yeah. you know, as much as they say where hip-hop lives or whatever, right? Is it, though? It, like, you know, I, but, but we started, out here, you know. we don't no. live in... The, none of us <laughs> on this couch live in, in the box. So I think that's why I do it, and that's why some of us here do it. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, of course, I'm a big hip-hop head, and that's where a lot of my focus is. Um, cynical because, you know, Beat Miners Radio comes from a long legacy of, you know, hip-hop, uh, you know, powerhouse, uh, you know, artists and DJs, Mr. Wall, Evil D. Uh, how important was, is it, not was, but is it for you guys? Because I think to, from a musical standpoint, we're talking about a period of time that a lot of people value, 
in terms of a sound, of, in terms of a, a feeling, in terms of a vibe. And we don't see a lot of that aesthetic anymore, well, as much, you know, especially in mainstream hip hop. So I think a lot of the programming, you know, covers that, a lot of the music and a lot of the uh, DJs and, and sounds that you have on there uh, keeps that in mind. So how important it is to kind of preserve and protect and promote? Well, I, very important. Um, we started Beat Miners Radio in 97. Yeah. We were like Early. one of the first yeah. internet radio shows on 88 Hip Hop. And it was always important for us to preserve the culture and always talk about all the aspects of the culture, not just the music. Right. Um, and then fast forward, you know, 88, the, the network pseudo went bankrupt, um, mainly because they were trying to emulate what mainstream was doing. Right. And people weren't coming to us for what mainstream was doing. They were coming to us for the niche programming that we had. So it's very important, especially now. We knew, we saw it then. I mean, I started community radio in, 80, in 96 because, and I paid to be on the radio because I saw what was happening with Hot 97 and I saw where it was going and I saw that it was a lot of payola and I saw that they were squeezing artists out. If you just say something wrong, your record is no longer played. So I, we, we saw where it was heading and we knew as, as the money filtered in, it was just gonna get worse, right? Um, and so we wanted to make sure that we had an entity for not only our peers, but the newcomers coming up. Our market, our, the hip hop market is one of the hugest markets ever. So it's, it's really ridiculous to think that we can listen to everything. Right. I'm not turning on Hot 97 because I'm 44 years old. Right. They're talking to 18 year olds. Right. Our market is from eight years old right. to 70 years old. Right. And that's, that's the real of it. So you have to, be inclusive of all of that. Right. And I think that mainstream leaves it out. They leave out the, the older generation. Except for now, they see that with this boom format in, in um, terrestrial radio, right. um, they're going back to the old school hip hop format. Right. That's what sells. That's what sells commercials. All the commercials with hip hop in it is old school hip hop, right? right? right. Because you can't play this new hip hop in these commercials. It just right. won't sell. It's That's too right. vulgar. It's it's this. It's Trap just don't not sell Buicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, that's you know that's an interesting uh, you know angle to to, to look at. Uh, someone's gonna say something. I didn't want to cut somebody off. Okay. Uh, so I guess my my question is: community brings a lot of us here. Okay, you said you started a community show, college radio, community minded, you know, going out, attending live shows, independent media, and certainly community is one of the cornerstones of Bonfire Radio. Uh, Again, we talk about how much, I think, in my opinion, much more important it is now because the concept of community in radio, which used to be a foundation of, of, radio, of local radio, wiped out. I mean, you talk about public radio maybe, BAIs you know, of the world are even you know, struggling to stay alive. So that used to exist on terrestrial radio. And terrestrial radio, a lot of people say, I don't listen to radio anymore, it's not important, I don't care. But no, a lot of people do. And it's still very, uh, it's still probably one of the biggest ways to get your message out. It's free. And it's free. And you can get it in your car and you get it anywhere. How much more important is it now to keep or really bring back, I think, but to keep that community-minded focus if you're doing what you're doing? I mean, it's really important. Um, one of my mentors was Bob Law. 
and Bob Law was night talk, and he, he served the black community. He told them what was going on, how to mobilize. Mm. That the, it, it's not, um, it, it's purposeful yeah. that radio is localized. It's purposeful. That's why the internet is wonderful. Like, it just, it, it's so, it's just so broad. So trying to get your, art, your, your market, your right. audience in one place, but radio was used to mobilize communities, let them know what was going on. Right. No, the news is localized because they don't want us to know what's going on in LA. And they don't want us to know what's going on down south because if we knew we would mobilize and together it would be a problem. Right, right. So keep it, keep it local and keep and them separated. But yeah. It's hard. Now. And we've seen, like you said, the internet is uh, social media. Uh, you know, with when, when Ferguson uh, was going on, I knew guys that are up here. Shouts and uh, Charlie Hustle and RDAC and Rebel Diaz who are doing things on the on the ground here right. that I know were in touch with people in right. el- other parts. Of the, and it wasn't because they were all listening to the radio. Right. It's because they find new ways and find ways around it, a la internet and exactly. you know uh, indie media. Um, I mean, like when you were talking about everything, everything is starting to sound the same. You know, I go I go out of town. It's the same. Steve Harvey. In every market, the syndication right. is crazy. Like, right. yo, I'm not supposed D-O-D-D. to know. Like, <laughs> it's so generic. The same thing that's happening in New York and in, in L.A., like, it's on the air. And I'm like, nah, I'm supposed to hear New York shit. Excuse my language. Nah, you know what? No. I'm supposed <laughs> to hear New York shit in New York, L.A. shit in L.A. Right. And if I want to, you know, I tune in. I was tuning in to, um, and they took it off the air, too, out of the bay. I forgot the name of the station, y'all, but... It was playing the oldies out of the bay. That the K Day? K Day. K Day, right? I was tuning into K Day and they couldn't survive. They right. couldn't keep their money off. So they got their feed got turned off. But it was so California. Mm. I wanted a I wanted to feel outside of New York. So I tuned into K Day, you right, know? Right. And I think the advantage that we all have being independent and online is that we're locally global. We can talk to all these people, but we could still do it from, you yeah. know, Westchester, DC, Brooklyn, Brooklyn internet up in Long Island, <laughs> right. you know, but, and still, in our underwear, in our underwear, you know, and still rep, I got Alaska on deck, I got right. Scotland in the morning, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying, and they just, they're down with it, and so, like, if we talk about the law in the morning show, they'll be like, oh, well, I, I didn't realize that's how y'all do it in America, but here's <laughs> right. how they do it in Scotland, right. you know, it you and it's, it's amazing, yeah. yeah, and I'm not supposed to be just spewing generic same shit every day. Right, right. So, yeah. I, I just wanted to add, and the other piece, again, uh, piggybacking off of the technology, is not, like, now we have chat rooms. You know, people can interact with their hosts. It's not just us listening to Angie Martinez. Because I was a huge fan of Angie Martinez. Sure. You know, to this day, I still want to meet her and give her, you know, big-ass hug hugs. hugs and stuff, Yeah, just mad love. Um, but we have chat rooms. We have Skype. You know, we can see our guests. You know, we can have uh, uh, our... our our uh, chat room uh, Skype and we can see our fans and our followers and it's great because it's it's a way for us to just knock down these walls that have you know the the industry has put up saying you know this is us spewing our message out out here you listen to it you take it you follow it and then you know whatever yeah it's it's a real conversation between us and you know the community and stuff like that so whether whether you're doing some something really you know really deep and heavy you know out out in Ferguson or even it's just something you know we we tend to be a lot uh, more lighthearted with our entertainment stuff even with sure. that, I mean, we're just talking about something, you know, off the cuff, off a of, you know, celebrity doing something silly. Right. I want to. I really want to talk to someone about it, like, and get their get their sense of humor about right, it. Right. You know what I mean? Just a different spin on it, because, you know, it's only me and my two co-hosts. We're not gonna think of every joke in the world. I want to hear your jokes, because <laughs> right. you're pretty damn funny too. You know, right. we never thought about it like that. So right. that that's a part that, 
that that dynamic of the community part is being added because of technology that that I really like and, and I'm really interested in. Well, I know, especially from doing this the past few years, like the concept of media moves to masses is very, very real, mm. you know. And when you look at how things go with a lot of corporatized media, they just want the masses to be mediocre and not do nothing. They don't want them to think. They don't want them to do, go, try to go back a certain boundary. Right. None of that. And one of the things that's cool with the way technology has exploded with independent media is that you can literally have people, as everybody's talked about here, just hit you up through multiple means. They can Skype you. They can instant message you. They can email you. It can get a little hectic sometimes on Facebook and Twitter, but those type of things can be really helpful. And you know, there's mornings that I could just check my email box, and there's stuff that, while I like to try to research and read on various news topics, there's stuff I'm not going to know about. Right. And they're going to have somebody from like Israel hit me up like, yo, here's something about how Ethiopians are treated around this way. Right. If y'all get a chance to mention that, can you please do that? And I'm here like, how the hell did y'all even find out about the Fusebox radio broadcast? <laughs> that's, that's cool. Right. You know, and they know you're open send to you Ethiopian news. Right, but <laughs> you they know, know you're open to that, I guess. Yeah, like, that, yeah. Like, like we're like very open to that because we want to be able to talk about not just how we have our localized community in terms of like where we currently reside in the D.C. metro area, but you know how a lot of these things tie into each other right. in terms of, you know, a lot of the world had the same problem. We talk about police brutality here. It's everywhere, you know? Right, like, right. I'm going to talk about it from a black American perspective because I'm a black American, but if there's stuff that ties into a situation that somebody's going to email me about in Germany, it's like, wow, they're using the same tactics, and maybe, <laughs> you know, some of these cats are getting training from each other. We can tie all this in and have people think on a bigger, broader perspective. Right, right, right. One of the things I always like saying on the radio show at the end of each of our commentaries, I mean, you don't got to love or agree with anything that we say, but if we sparked your mind and maybe try to think and research something and, you know, talk to your peoples about it, then... Right. You know, we've made that good impact. To me, that's the point of quality media as a whole, right. much less independent media. And we know the mainstream cast, honestly. There's a few good soldiers in the mix of a whole bunch of dirt oh, and sure, muck. Sure. But they're few and far in between, you know right. what I'm saying? Or they're compromised because of the situation right. that they're in. You know, some people aren't going to be bold enough to say something that's going to mess with their paycheck. Let's keep it 100. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? For it's those gotta ad lib your shit, y'all. Yo. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say it's easier when we don't have a paycheck. Yeah, yo, I was about to <laughs> say. Like, like I'm, I'm a little more, I'm a little more broke than I would like to be, but at the same token, yeah. like, there's the opportunities that come along, such as this and other types of things, where I'm just there, like, yo, this just come from me being me, and I get to sleep well at night. Right. <laughs> you know and what I'm important. saying? And, and that's something I treasure. So let me ask you this: uh, there, it's easy or to do or easier because none of this is easy. If you care about what you're doing, the work you guys put in, the work I put in, I know very well. But it's not easy. But it's easier for people to do it now. It, the barrier to entry is, is uh, you know, much lower. And that's a blessing and a curse because it does open up the, the door to people who have valuable things to contribute. But it also opens up the door to a lot of clutter. And I think that the clutter struggle is real. And that's what, what hurts independent artistry and, you know, music, journalism. I work in the real journalism field, quote unquote, which is the mainstream, you know, where we do. And that's why everyone's dying because it's become so easy to, you know, find your own way. But it's valuable. What are some of the challenges specifically? Because there are people listening. It's an online broadcasting panel. People want to say, well, I am you know, doing my own thing or I want to do my own thing. What are some of the challenges you guys are facing in getting that audience, getting people to pay attention to you and maybe not someone else that's not doing it as quality as, as you are? You do want them to listen, right? I mean, that's part of I it. I would say consistency. You know, okay. again, the Internet is, is a baby. You know, it yep. still is a baby. And, there's, again, like you said, there's going to be a flood of people that want, that want to do this. And I think, you know, you know, God will 
you know, all of us on the stage are still going to be doing this 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, in, in whether it's this form or another form. And the people that are cluttering, cluttering the, 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 the highway, they're going to be gone. They're going to they're the take off the drive. exit. They're yeah. going to take exit 5 and, and be gone. Because um, <laughs> it ain't easy. It's not easy. Because, <laughs> uh, uh, um, like you were saying earlier, there's so many. There's email. There's Instagram. There's Twitter. There's so many things you have to balance all at the same time right. that literally you, you just, you're, you're pulling your hair sometimes because you, you don't want to miss anything. But at the same time, okay, you missed something today or, or this week or whatever, but just keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. Yeah. And overall, people will see you because they're, you know, they're, they're scrolling on their phones and they might, not, they might not comment. They might not like. They may not follow you. You, know, you might be a suggested post or whatever, but they saw you. And if they see you again you know, six months from now, yeah. a year from now, maybe then you'll get, you know what I mean? So... And then, then they'll go back and, 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 and go back and see your, your catalog of stuff because you've been consistent that whole time. Right, they right. could say, damn, Manny's been doing this for ever. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And, and, and then, you know, or, if it's someone of, you know, of, of higher up in the food chain, so to speak, we'll they, might, they might say, yeah. you know what, Let, I want to work with you on this project. And now, boom, right. you, you're on the next yeah. level. So I'd say the biggest thing is consistency. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with him. Um, consistency and consistency not only in like just being out, but consistency and quality and becoming a trusted individual, right? Mm -hmm. You know, are you are you are you giving are you just giving bullshit? Are you just um, you know selling selling booty, which is cool, right? If you're looking for a selling booty audience, but really <laughs> right. at the end of the day, right? I mean. It's Booty over here. Get your Porn booty. makes a lot of money for a reason, Peanuts, right? Consistent booty. booty. Um, but yo, consistency <laughs> in quality and consistency in form. Just really, like he said, being out there, somebody will see you, and you never know. I get. It's really scary sometimes when somebody will roll up on you and be like, "Keish," right? And I'll be like, "Oh my god!" Like where? Did, and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm from Canada." And I'm like, "What the hell?" Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you listening to me? Yeah. So somebody, they don't, you never know. You just never know. Consistency would be number one, I think. Consistency in all facets. You mentioned the word trust. And I'm going to ask you about this as well, because it is, uh, you know, something that I think we have to try to focus on. A lot of, uh, again, traditional media is the public trust. It's the fact that you don't get bought off. You don't get paid to to play or paid to write an article, which in hip-hop media, it's gone, they don't understand. Oh. Like, you get, you know. I see you, cynical. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so it's not just on a radio. The pay-for-play is also pay-for-print, you know, or pay-for-pay for, pay for blog, and it's a whole thing now. So it, how, how important it is to restore that concept? This, it's not even that the trust has got the concept of trust. People just don't realize that that's something that media is supposed to provide. Well, I think a lot of things that happen is the genuine voice isn't really as treasured anymore. Like when you go to like certain websites or whatever, you see like a lot of what they call the clickbait joints, you know what I'm saying? Sure. They'll have like a crazy headline or whatever else, or just be a copy of what 90 other blogs have done. Yeah. And there's like no individuality sometimes what people are putting out there. Right. And I think with quality media, whether you maybe like what that media outlet is about or not, you're always like, okay as people have brought up consistency and everything else, you're like, okay, I know I'm gonna get a certain vibe from this individual, right. and they're gonna come at it from their heart and their mind in an honest way. Now, we'll have people who will scream on us, on our show, some of the stuff that we say or whatever, and sometimes my partner Black Hawk be bugging, and there's times we don't agree on certain things. Right. But it'll be like, okay, I respect y'all for coming out here and breaking down why y'all feel, how y'all feel. I'm gonna try to throw this other part out there, and you know, we can go from there. Like, I think a lot of things that's happening right now with 
especially with podcasting, because people, I think, are doing it because it, besides the easy, it's easier to do so, there's some people just doing it just because it's cool. Right. Like, look at some of the sudden um, podcast networks or crews right. that have popped up. And some of these are the same folks who not even maybe three or four years ago were like, podcasting is for geeks. Right. Internet radio was for, is for nerds or people who can't get up in there and make it. And I'm like, um, some of y'all get these big checks, but some of y'all are doing these podcasts too. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing a little bit of quiet about mm. that trash talk. Right, like, right. you know, some of those folks are trying to be able to, I almost think, to get their own voice back and to get their own trust back because some of these outlets, I mean, I'm, I'm here in New York. I came up here back in the day for school. I was like, Hot 97 with the business. Now I'm like, Lord have mercy. This right. is. Part of my language is some bullshit most of the time. Right, right. Y'all are throwing up on here. Like, it's not a trusted outlet anymore. And you got people, like, I can't count on five fingers on my hand the amount of people I can trust up on here. So right. I know for us, it's just about, okay, I know these guys, whatever they're playing on the air, they're genuine about it. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. You can do all the research on us. We don't take no money. Sometimes I wish we did because I have mm -hmm. car payments, but right, we don't right. do none of that. <laughs> you know what I'm and saying? And I think the part of the problem is that the, the advertisers, the companies, they mm. don't get it quite yet. They still think that to reach yeah. these audiences, you have to go to the, the Hot 97s. You have to go to, you know, you have to go to the corporatized kind of entities because that's where they, they don't understand what you said, Cynical, about the, the, uh, the Houston station that caters to the old school crowd, that there has been an underserved audience. We're sitting here, like you say, 30s, 40s, trying to, you know, still loving hip-hop, still loving music. I can't I mean, quite how old is Cool Herc? where He's, I'm going to get it from. Cool Herc is, what, 65? Right. Yes. Up there. Something like that, right? So, so our market is huge. Right. How right. do we leave everyone out, right. you know, like? So, so. Now how does, so how do, uh, well, how does that happen? How do, is it up to us to con yeah. convince the... The corporate, you know, Listen. entities to put some money they, in our they, pockets. They so will we have because an audience. look at this. We're right here. I think Brooklyn the reality right is now. they will is because it, it's it is a bigger market. I mean, like we were talking about, um, High ninety seven is eighteen to thirty five. I would much rather, as as if I was a, a big advertising company, I'd much rather reach a big audience from eight to seventy eight. You know, right. so I think eventually, unfortunately, it is it is about numbers for them, and I think one day they will wake up. I mean, even with with the was it one oh three nine? Yeah. I mean, they're 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 you know they got Dale Hughley on there, and they're playing a lot of old school stuff, and I think that it almost seems like that's a test. It almost seems like. Yeah. Forgive me for They're being over. They're reaching and trying. Yeah, no, feel, I don't want to be paranoid, but it seems yeah. like they just throwing that they out there. They threw everything see. in the bucket, that, yeah. that new station out. I don't know if y'all are familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I love, I shout out to uh, Barb, who was here, Barbara, this beautiful stranger, yes, who go, now goes by Roxy Digital. She's on there. One but um, outside of her, <laughs> I'm right. a saying, because uh, we discussed that I was shady. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and another thing, they, they didn't bring in as much local talent. When they did When they started didn't. a new station in New York City, they and they threw everything they, in the and and, and was, the kitchen sink yeah. into their playlist. Right, and so you can't be all crazy. things to all people. I think yeah. there's a way to to figure out segment your audience and do. I something. mean, that's how Hot, uh, I, Power 105 first started. Remember when yeah. they first 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 everything started? Everything in the kitchen yeah. sink. All but all but what they did was it was all urban, all yeah, black. It was, yeah, it was 105. Yeah, they had a little was, more. It was, yeah, it was hip hop and R and B ish. Um, I think with that they radio in New York is screwed. Right now, like right. you turn on Kiss, it's it's uh, not even Kiss no, it's, anymore. It's, it's Kiss, it's, it's what is it? It's sports, like sports. sports talk radio. It's yeah. E yeah. ESPN. ESPN so and, and then BLS, which was black owned, was now owned is, by the company that owns Hot ninety seven. Right. So. so radio in New York is really shifty. I right. think that w they're testing the market here, um, but really, forget about them. Right. It's about. As a podcaster, as an independent station, 
you have to build relationships. That's basically what it is. And that's in the industry period, you have to build relationships. So you're going to have to court these companies and show yeah. them that your market is more loyal to you. Right. And, and, and they trust you for information. I mean, out of millions of people, millions of stations, we have a set number of people that come to us every day. Right. You know, those 5,000 people might not seem like a lot to you guys, but 5,000 for us a right. day building our station is a lot. And so those 5,000 pe 5, people keep coming back and right. then they tell people. They evangelize. And so yeah. our numbers are, are increasing like that. And it's a slow process, but when you don't have the marketing money that these corporations have, right. but it is about going out there and looking for maybe businesses that are just as small as you and, and want to come up with you, or local businesses, um, businesses in your neighborhood right. that have resources but can't afford a Hot 97 right. and don't really know what the feedback is, where we can give right. them feedback on who, you know, and they yeah. can see it. And I think that's so interesting because you... You had an interesting article, Manny, about how um, the, the play that was based on Tupac, A Rose Grew From Concrete, with yep. the Broadway play with Saul Williams, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how they advertise all over terrestrial radio, all over the right. black stations, right? right? Mm -hmm. Because they figure black play, black station. Right, right. They didn't music? do no research. Hot 97 demographic is not going to Broadway. I'm it, sorry. Right, it's right, just right. not like the reality of it. Right. I'm not saying. I didn't hear My people don't go to Broadway. I'm saying <laughs> right. their demographic doesn't go to Broadway. Right. So they could have served themselves better. Well, yeah, I, by didn't hear, I didn't hear any advertisements on Hot 97 for Hamilton. So there it is. Like that's, you right. know, they went to where they should advertise for that. But hip-hop being yeah. advertised on Hot 97, you're right. My it's part of the stereotyping process as well, like you said. Right. Black you station, treat it as a monolith. black, black treat, thing. Yeah, yeah. hip-hop especially being treated as, as a monolith. That's what, it's actually, I have a problem kind of with the old school stations because I think that they're, it, it's, a, it's, it's great that that audience is being served. People's all happy about it. No, I love listening to my old school stuff. I love old school hip-hop too, but I don't want to listen to it 24 hours a day. And I wonder if, what about the old school artists who are making new music today? Where are, their, where are they getting the chance? Where to, do they fit in? So, yeah. so I want to say that about the oldie station. When I was growing up, my sister used to listen to a class, uh, a old school rock and roll station. And that's all they played on that station. Right. And that's okay. That's the format for that, right. right? I do have a problem with there being lazy programmers, right? right? First of all, they homogenize the music across the country, right? And that is only to benefit the corporations who the three majors that are left that own these, the music, right? right. Um, not only do they own the music, they own the venues, they own the radio outlets, they own all the <laughs> right. media that these artists need to become successful. Right. Right? So they put them through a train. And so the FCC has standards. They say, you know what? Fuck the standards. We're going to do this. We're going to put, we can only play a certain amount of records from one artist in per, per hour, right? right? FCC rules, but, or licensing rules. Right. Um, but if Drake is featured on this artist's record, that who's on another it label, don't count. right? It doesn't count. So you could get 10 Drake records. Or you can hear Drake 10 times. Right. He's on 10 different records. Their features, some of them are his. It's still the same artist getting this push, right? right? So, yes, it is lazy programming because what they've come along and now and said, you know what? We, and they fired 
they fired the staff. Right. They said, you know what, get rid of the staff. We don't even need a staff now. Word. We could do what the, the podcasters do. We could just run this show right. for two hours, <laughs> all hip, old hip hop, and yeah. somebody will be satisfied. And it's true. Somebody will be satisfied. A 50-year-old right. who doesn't want to hear any Chief Keef or any of the new shit, right. Kendrick, is right. going to be happy with that right. station. But it is a problem. It doesn't do much for it the is future, a problem. for the music and the culture as a whole. Right. right. When EPMD is still putting out music and they don't have an outlet to now right. to play their old stuff and their new stuff, it is a problem. Exactly. Yeah. Another, so, ar- another article I wrote. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. basically, you know, all the time, and this is in my mind, terrestrial radio is about corporate. It's about the corporation, whether whatever the format is. Right. You know what Even I mean? Even if it's masquerading and that's as about what the people want, it's not dollars at yeah. the end of the day. That's what it's so about. So at the end of the day, because as people say this, they'll say, "Do we try to focus our energies on taking back the radio, nah. or do we just work on what we're working on here? Work on what we're working on. I mean, it's a broader audience." It's, it's, it's bigger. It's it, they're unlimited, going, really. They're, they're yeah, going yeah. to internet radio. Right. Hot yeah. 97 has a, a, a station on TuneIn. Right. And matter of fact, all Crazy. their real interviews are on YouTube. They do right. the interviews. Yeah. They're not on the radio. They play them on YouTube. So they're already going internet, you yep. know, finding ways to supplement. I mean, I think rate, terrestrial radio still needs to get kicked in the teeth every <laughs> once in a while. Right. But in all seriousness, if you're a music artist, old school, new school, everything in between, if you're not working with independent media right now, you're stupid. You're shooting yourself in the foot completely and totally. Right. You can, I'm, well, shoot, you probably can't even walk up to a station anymore if you were an artist and be there like, can you please play my joint? You know what I'm saying? You got to go, <laughs> you a whole, walk to Indianapolis. You got to gotta whole, gotta go through a whole big process <laughs> and all, the, all that type of stuff, you know? Like, with, especially with the way things are here in the States and other countries, it's a teeny bit different. But here, like, they're going to see what all the independents and indie cats are going to do before they're like, oh, we're going to try to yeah. pretend that we broke this joint that somebody broke a thousand years ago. Right. You know what I mean? And I think the thing with terrestrial radio, some heads are getting it, but they, but they still aren't. You know what I mean? They're seeing the little pockets of success from various independent indie media formats, and they're trying to repeat it. Let's look at the um, Clear Channel becoming iHeartRadio. Right. Like, and all that right now. What's cute name to try to not seem like the evil <laughs> empire or whatever. And, um, you know, they're grabbing up different podcasts and putting them on their independent net, ra- well, their own internet radio stations and all right. of that. But they're still doing the big nonsense with these stations that, you know, which is still free. Turn on your radio. Right. And you can go ahead and listen to that. But as of right now, independent media is where it's at. If you're not doing that to actually try to get the real you out there, right. you're, you're wasting your time. And you're wasting, quite frankly, anybody who cares about music's time. And as independent media, we should maybe try to do it ourselves before jumping in bed with them and then right. having them I, corrupt I, us and ruin us. I have a dream that we would just take over AM radio. AM radio. Yeah. Let's go back to AM. I'm going to need them to bring the sound quality oh. up, though. No, no I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 78 records. Word. Bring those back, too. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to lie and be like, oh, you know, like it's only about like shame on terrestrial radio. But I'm going to say like I was disenfranchised when, look, man, I love like a lot of these people that I'm influenced by. I still love them. And I, 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 you know, like, oh, right. But why do they still like why do they still have jobs? Like, bruh, like (laughs) give give a young cat a chance, you know? And I think that's part of I I get it, consistency, but twenty years, bruh, like, (laughs) you know. And you know they're hanging on to the wall. They're just hanging on. And I and you know, you could look good, black don't crack. We get I get it. 
I get it. And you want to live forever. And just because it's radio, they can't see your face. So your voice is still young, but your face is old. <laughs> so you're winning out there, right? right, right. So you're winning and you're keeping your paycheck. But I'm not going to lie and say I, got dis I didn't get disenfranchised by there's no job opportunities for young people in, um, in a place like New York City or LA or whatever because they keep these people around, not, you know, not just these people, they're greats and classics, but they don't tell them, yo, they don't know when to just, just fall back. Like sometimes they say, oh, sometimes the old heads don't know when to fall back and let the new, the new guard, right? come in and do these independent things and you get addicted they get addicted to the old flow I think I'm right so I'm gonna do it this way but meanwhile they putting stuff on YouTube they on iHeartRadio so obviously you picking from our pockets and you already know that, that we're valuable as younger broadcasters or people that have come behind you right. as a you know what I'm saying a media entity so that some of that was disappointing to me did you, did you look at the format of music yeah. What is that? Right. What is that? Mm. That's what we're doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh. And, and Keep so forever, it's like, evergreen. you know what? Yeah. If they're doing it, let's get some. Let's get Drake to host the show, and let's get. <laughs> so they see what we're doing. Yeah. And so they're gonna try to, you know. I, I think it's just an evolution. I think honestly, I, I'd like to to believe that their days are numbered. That one that we will catch up to them as far as the attention. And, and the respect that, that you were talking about, the voice, um, you know, going back to your, to your point of being, you know, the, 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 uh, the arena being flooded with, with, with podcasters. Right. I, I think, you know, people, you know, real recognize is real. You know, people know who the trusted artists are, you know, or, or broadcasters or, or, or writers are. And I think they will ultimately rise above everyone else. I think it really will be a matter of time. I mean, just we were talking about the, the podcast evolution. I mean, what is that, two or three years old? Right. You know, four or five, you know, whatever. So, you know, give it 10 years from now. And I think, you know, we could re I would love to revisit this conversation and redo it and <laughs> see where, you know, it has grown. And I would not be surprised where, you know, but then, you know, it, it is human nature. I mean, God forbid, you know, you become a big podcaster and then you become the evil empire. You know, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. well, well, that's, me, that's the well, other side. Let me ask you this. So now on our road to here. Yeah. We've probably felt like nobody's listening. We're, you know, we're not getting through. We're we're just spinning our wheels. What was something that happened, maybe for each of you guys, where you were disenfranchised, that you got re-enfranchised? Another word, <laughs> but uh, I make up words on this show. So re-enfranchised. What was something that you did when you were doing your own independent outlets that gave you the ah, I'm onto something here. This is gonna work. For, uh, for me, I'm also the program director at ZenLive.TV, uh, and we've been fortunate, blessed enough that one of my partners. Um, he, he has a YouTube channel that, that has recently become successful and he's grown uh, a, a really big following and what we've done is he has a following of young kids, music fans all over the world and what we did in, uh, leveraging social media is we created a Facebook group around it and it wasn't something that we promoted on his Facebook page that has you know a, a lot of likes on it or whatever. We, we promote it in such a way we said find it, you know, if you can find it, you can join it, which of course triggered people to say, you know what, I need to go find it. You right. know, let's let's get more, you know, let's get closer to the artists or 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 continue the conversation. And that that particular group has has grown into I think it's you know, it's a few thousand people in it. And it's great. And it's great. And what I've done as a program director is reached out to these kids and basically created like a small little army of programmers. You know, they're creating music right. playlists for me, right. you know, from other parts of the country. Right. You know, right. and it's, it's literally something that I've just started to do in the past 
two weeks. Interesting. And it's it's a situation that has re, re, reinvigorated, I, right. I would say. I like my um, word better, but fine, whatever. No, use, right, you know, know whatever. Use real words. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, because it is. I mean, it's hard. I mean, right. just trying to climb this mountain. I mean, sometimes you can't even... I, actually I think try and forget that I'm climbing a mountain, because otherwise... I actually think that's a, that's a really ingenious way of doing it, because I do talk about the clutter, and I say, you know, some people aren't cut out to be podcasters because, you know, you got to put a lot of time and effort in it. You're going to do it for a little while. You might realize that I'm not going to, you know, blow up doing this, you know, that the, 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 it's not as shiny as I thought. And you're going to get jaded and you're going to fade out. Meanwhile, you could have put some effort into helping an already established or an already thriving, you know, outlet. You could have put that, you could have interned for, for, for us, for any of us, instead of trying to do it yourself because it's tough. Like, we know how tough it is. What you're doing is you're getting people to participate Help you guys exactly, but Le- not you know not spin their wheels and then go off and leveraging people, like I hate podcasting. Using people that already care about you <laughs> right. and, and and love Madison. what you do. That's and, I'm copying that. I mean, no, and, it's brilliant. Yeah, and <laughs> I, one one, of the, but but again, I think going back to it again, as far as flushing it out, I think you know networks like Bonfire and and, and Zen Live and, and the networks you know these you know everyone works at. We we will eventually network and pull together. You know what I mean? We will become you know uh, uh, just a united front where yeah, people yeah. will. You know they will respect us because we grew up in the '80s. We grew up in the '90s. We right. know what we're is. You know, we know that you know uh, yeah. Drake is fake. <laughs> yeah. And there is tie-in. There's been plenty of tie-in. You've been called on my show. Uh, we've sat yeah. panels. I DJed with the Beat Miners crews. You know, I'm here on this. You know, so there we're starting to see that. And you know, some people pay attention, so that's all right. Give me a moment that like lets you know that your voice is important. Um, I think one of the things that lately has occurred because honestly, sometimes this entire music industry mess gets tired as yeah. hell, is that on the other ends of media stuff that um, we do, it just sometimes tends to show how the radio show has made an impact. Like um, on Friday, I was over in Newark at the Prudential Center um, doing coverage for the M. Antonio um, um, Tarver um, boxing match. Okay. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, yo, Golden Boy Promotions, all that, they're just like looking at the little fuse box radio and I'm sitting next to ESPN and all these other crazy folks. <laughs> And I'm like, what the hell is my short ass doing here? There's all these like grizzled sports reporters and all that type of stuff. But it's like because my outlet, because all these folks are going to research you before they give you a press pass right. to anything and see what's what. They're going to look at you like, here's your consistency. You actually have your own voice with what you're talking about. Right. It'll come from an interesting angle. It's not going to be just, you know, here's all the stats we gave you on the stat sheet or whatever. Okay. Um, since through um, our official on blog site, blackradiosback.com, people check that out sometimes more than they check out the show and vice versa, but it all is like interconnected. So when you get to seeing with certain events and things like that with how people are looking at you, it's like, wow, somebody's really looking at me and respects me enough Incredible. to put me yeah. up to this level. Huh. Um, the past two years, um, for two years, in the, well, actually three years in a row, I was up in Canada for um, North by Northeast, which is like the South by Southwest right. of um, Canada. And this one of those other things, I'm just there like, what the hell am I doing up on a show with some of these big acts and stuff around yeah. like, um, like their Times Square, Young Dundas Square. I'm like, I'm DJing at this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's 20,000 people in this crowd. Ludacris yeah. is headlining one time. Ghost and Ray is headlining, you know. Right. Another time, Juicy J, which that was a crazy ass show, headlined <laughs> another time. But I'm like, I'm up in here being able to do right. this. But it's because people looked at not just you know the music skill or whatever else, but they're like, I see that you have an outlet that you've been very consistent with, that you've been doing your thing. Right. And we know we're going to get a certain vibe and everything from you, not just on the music, but also on the professional. And so right. little stuff like that, right, when you get kind of down and you're like, wow, I'm really crazy doing this yeah. in my mid-30s still. And right. sometimes <laughs> you got your relatives like, what the hell are you doing with this <laughs> radio show stuff? <laughs> 
It's even tough on your late 20s, like me. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I don't know. I must um, say, you're very fresh in your shit. young 20s. <laughs> my, my son <laughs> is in his not. late 20s, for God's but, sake. Um, it, it, it keeps you invigorated in, I think, an industry where somebody they tell you that once you get to a certain age range, you're not supposed to do anything yeah, no more. Right. You're pretty much dead. You know what I'm like? I'm 36. I'm not supposed to be dead. You right, know what right. I'm saying? I'm not supposed to just automatically credibility factor, have given really. up. And I can't lie. I can't be 21 for 10 years. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm me, but it's like cool to be able to do stuff like this. That's dope. And, um, and they respect what you're doing. And, and have it respected and yeah. um, be me. Like, you need to have just those little sparks every once in right, a while right, right. before you're just there like, who the hell is this guy? And right, they're right. getting all these problems. Because we can get caught up in the social media thing. Right. Or whatever, too. We know sometimes it's just the most highlights in somebody's day. But it's like, yo, you got this ill write-up on the Huffington Post Word. or Washington Post mag or whatever. It's just they're like, yeah. I don't necessarily need that, but damn, I've been doing, I do okay, too. Can I <laughs> Can I get a little sentence up in that it's piece? Nice, it's nice when they look at your body of work and say, because you're right, they will check mm. you out. Meanwhile, if you're a hip-hop festival, they'll charge you to be a journalist, but we won't Ch go there. I can rant about that Brooklyn hip-hop doing all day, but I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. <laughs> all right, well, we can do an A3C also. Um, Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to be really nice right now. Okay, I, 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 don't I, worry. I, I can tell I, some I, stories. I write articles that ain't so nice, so I, I, well, I got you covered. You don't, uh, pay so for me <laughs> don't pay for media passes. I'm saying. So, and we wonder why, you know, the Don't pay more for a media pass than you would for a regular yeah, pass. Don't pay you don't for get a media pass. Good exactly coverage right. anyway, but I'm not saying anything about <laughs> that A3C thing. Cynical, uh, what do you think? Oh, I'm sorry, Keith. No, no, I was just, mm. She said it. Tell that word, man. What has let you know that what you guys are doing is valuable and worthwhile? Uh, I think when the technology companies stepped to us, like um, Ustream, and they were like, let's help you out with, you know, yeah. um, marketing and, and tuning, you know. Um, okay, yeah. They were like, you know, you should have a channel on there. And, you know, so, I mean, that, that lets us know that people are watching and right. that they see what we're doing and they, and they want us on their, on their networks. Yeah, you know? I think that one thing real specific to, uh, you know, you guys is, you know, you talked about earlier with the radio stations and the people that are, you know, the outpouring of support, you know, the, the, the call to arms, the people that are involved when something happens or, you know, within a member of our community. Yeah. You see that it's still there very much not, you know, elsewhere. And, yeah. and outlets like yours are instrumental for that because, right. of course, you're the home of, you know, pretty much that, but in general, you know, right. so I think that's value. You know, shows like mine, shows like Monfire, where we all talk about these you know, these folks before and after, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's important, and, and other places aren't doing that. And right. I think that that's valuable. Keish? Um, I think what reinvigorated, or just kept me invigorated since Bonfire Radio is only, like, almost three years old, um, and just wanting to keep doing stuff like this, like the festivals, and actually, like, linking up with all of y'all and all the listeners, because the listeners all, the listeners have resources. Shout out to Abigail, mad resources. Everybody in this room has mad resources, so that keeps me invigorated, yeah. but also with the um, consistency thing. So in other avenues of my life, before we started Bonfire Radio, I was meeting people, and I didn't know I was gonna meet them again. And then, so, it's crazy because like you said, like you meet the Kanye before the Kanye or you meet whatever in, your, in our industry or in our underground. So I met the satisfaction before, you know, as they were coming up, before they signed with Sub Pop. And I didn't know that it was gonna be a thing. I saw these two young ladies Right? right? They were, I, I, I was attracted to people that looked like me that were doing amazing things and they, they were really bomb. They came to New York and what invigorated me to keep going was that they looked for me. 
You know, I'm like used to me looking for some new people, whatever. And they were like, yo, Keish, yeah, we heard you write the blogs and you do the radio show <laughs> and I'm looking for you, right? And then it happened again with someone else. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, so you checking? Okay, well then let's start something, you know? Right. And that's the, I feed off of that. I feed off of it all the time. Um, and also like I left my old station and I figure, yo, I see these grown people fighting. I could do bad all by myself, <laughs> right. you know? So, I remember yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, 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 I got excited when I had a stalker. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, I know that, I made that, it then, That's right? when you know you made you it. You made it. Yeah, wow. I made it yes. then. No, I had no damn stalker. Nobody care about me. Um, yeah, so listen. Um, once again, you're listening to sort of the Manny Faces show, but it's part of the 2015 Bonfire Radio Audio Festival. Uh, we're over here in sunny now, thank goodness. Uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn, at the headquarters uh, of Bonfire Radio. Uh, we've been doing this panel discussion, uh, talking about online media, broadcasting, podcasting. We do have people in the house. Make some noise, people in the house. We are definitely live and direct, and uh, you know we're going to keep talking, but definitely want to make sure that anyone here who has any questions, uh, wants to become a stalker, uh, you can definitely uh, speak to us now. Anybody with some questions or want to ask uh, anything of the panelists, uh, now is your time. We didn't tell you this was going to happen, so we didn't have you really prepare. So maybe. Um, Are maybe you coming this guy, up with a question? You, want, you want to dance? I'm taking my time so I can think of it. All right, that's cool. <laughs> no, it's okay. There's never radio silence when I'm around because I just keep talking because I like to talk. And what I do is I just keep talking. I look at you, you hey, give me the thumbs up, and then conscious will come on the microphone. It will be good. I just want to thank y'all again for coming doing this with us. Thank you so much. Thank it was you. our pleasure. Thank y'all for having yeah. us. It was, tough. it was tough coming out of here from Westchester. <laughs> yeah, you said it to me when you got here. I know, a couple trains. You sound like Star. Say it again? You sound like Star. But anyway. Oh, um, oh yeah. That was, it, it, God, you gotta, it's not I shade. know, right? Oh, <laughs> it's man, not shade. When's the last time I've been on your show? I'd like to come you back. Can, dude, anytime. That was shade. Okay. Anytime. So, <laughs> it's, it's tough to get to yours. It's so early. What, what does it look like in terms of... Um, Finding, finding your star player and motivating yourself to do this job on some of the days you may not want to get up and do it. Because we can't front like we want to get up every day and do it. Maybe 99% of the time, but there's a 1% where you're like, what is it? Is it an email? Is it a, what, what makes you, what charges you? I'm charged up! What makes you do it back to back? My show is therapy. Like, I don't have a therapist. But I go every week, yes. and I talk to these people. They talk back to me, <laughs> yeah. and it's therapy. So it, it's really easy for me to go do my show every Wednesday. And then my Sunday show is pre-recorded, and I just enjoy the music. That's all I do. I play music I like, yeah. and that's what I tell them. It's shit I like. That's it. Not for you, for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, what Cynical said, man, like seriously, like there's just some weeks, and parts of 2015 for me have been pretty rough on the personal end. We're just there like for just this moment, I can sit back in the lab, I can get a mix on, I can record, I can say some things. And yeah, there's weeks where it's like, I'm having a rough week and I'm not really feeling this show, but then somebody will hit me up. It'll be like, you know, email or Twitter or, you know, a Facebook join or whatever. Um, at my nine to five, one of my coworkers, like one week where um, one of my friends had passed away, like I was feeling kind of crazy. And dad just came up on me like, yo, 
um, this political joint y'all talking about, like, yo, you know, that gave me life, and I was having a crappy day, and whatever, whatever, and I'm like, I'm glad somebody was feeling this joint. I was like, one, I was like, y'all, y'all, you listen to my show? Because <laughs> I don't necessarily tell too many people how much stuff I do on that end. But they were like, yeah, you know, I had, you know, I remember you mentioned it one time, and I dug around, and I, you know, found it out, and I got it programmed up on Stitch, and I'm sitting here like, yes, preach that word, yeah. talk about how whack these Republican guys are, and whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. And they're like, the music was cool, so I'm like, okay, you know, that's people you tap into yeah. that you sometimes don't ever know so part of that sometimes just goes ahead Word. and um, yeah. keeps you going yeah yeah uh, for me it's a guess um, it, it's and, and, I, and I sometimes have to force myself to find the most interesting my, my idea of, of I'm not even gonna lie Arsenio Hall is one of my favorite as many of us uh, one of our favorite talk show and the reason I, I loved him was because he interviewed everyone from Bill Clinton to Tupac he didn't care you know what I mean? He wanted people of interest, people of talent. One of the things I always say when people come on as guests of, of our show and, and we're signing off, I say thank you for your time and your talent because these people are donating their time and you know they've put in countless hours to, to whatever skill that they have. So you know when I book the guest, you know I make sure it's someone I want to talk to, you right. know because you know maybe there's something in the news as we all know. You know, the news changes like, you know, like the weather. I mean, some days there's good news, sometimes, you know, it's stuff to talk about. So at least if I have someone of talent, I know I can get a good interview. I figure out questions that I really want to find out about them. You know, I do my research about them. So a lot of time it, it's, it's the guests that, that uh, keep me going. I would say combination therapy, combination guests. <laughs> Yo, I mean therapy because like... Affirmation Friday, Air Out Wednesday, like literally, you, you built, know. You built therapy I into the show. I built therapy into the show. Right. But, I mean, it's real because if, if we're the person, right, we, we are giving ourselves and we're listening to people tell us real shit about themselves. It's therapy on both ends. And then the guests, you know, um, I don't know if folks, like, if they really know me, I'm not on some, oh, we friends, you could come up to my show. If you're not talented and we, and we friends, then you cannot. Right. But we can still be friends. <laughs> right. But if you are talented and my friend, then that's a bonus. Right. So I just need, you know, if you're listening, <laughs> to realize and maybe, uh, you know, get some rehearsal time in. Hypothetically. And then we'll come back to it. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Right, yeah. So um, do good. As, as, as one of y'all, you know, I'm, I'm one of you guys too. I'm trying to do these things. I have my 1% days. I, not that kind of 1% days. Um... <laughs> But my, I, I have I do a lot of things. I have a lot of children and a lot of handicapped pets, and I have a day job. And I where have, you got dogs with wheels for legs? I do. Got wheelchair dogs and a whole nine. Uh, what? What? That's a real thing. It's a, it's a thing. Wheels for legs. All right, listen. <laughs> Let me make fun of my my dog, Bark Obama. So um, <laughs> puppy Chulo. So listen, I have um, it's really a lot of you guys that I met years ago. You know, artists that I've been following as, you know, is when I get out, I feel the way I can't write anymore. I can't do my show. It's a pain in the ass. I don't want to edit anything. I got, you know, go to work tomorrow. I don't want to come out to this Wednesday night show at 1130, somewhere in the middle of Manhattan. I'm on Long Island. But then I do. And I get inspired by, you say the guests, I get inspired by the live music, by the artists, by the stories, you know, um, when I find out things about people and I want to talk about that. I'm able to share those stories on, on the variety of outlets that I started and created. So when I get it back to me, where I had a guy who said, uh, I gave up on new music. I just gave up on new music. I don't think there's anything new good anymore. And I'm always talking about, no, there's good stuff for, you know, that's being made today. You know, if you're an old school hip hop head, there's new school hip hop being made that caters to old school hip hop head, you know, right. what they like. You know, it's being made with the same kind of DNA. It doesn't sound dated. There's some good stuff. So I always preach that sort of thing. And he came to me and told me, he said, I gave up on new music, but you put me on to so much good shit. 
that now I'm back out there again and I'm you know, going to some of these indie shows and I'm discovering artists that I've come across through the last three or four years, five, six years doing my outlets that are doing amazing things and need that light. So that's what inspires me to you know, keep it going. Can I, can I say something about inspiration? Um, I guess this kind of goes into like something that we would tell someone if they were trying to hit us up. Like, it's not fully my job to know what you're about. If you're gonna hit someone up, if you're gonna, if you're trying to be a potential guest, listen to what you're trying to get on. Uh, listen, the, or read the read the publication Facts that you're trying only. to get on. Sell us you so that we could sell you to the listener. Right. I'm tired of getting yo I want to come through why what's your story Super King Armor was homeless damn and he made an album and he has a life story right. I had he inspired me to inspire others through his story right. so I just want to say out there it's not just like on a one way it's a two way street right. so, so you help us help, your, help us help you by helping yourself do the research before you hit up the outlet right practice on some of the other outlets <laughs> we aren't up on this level. Word. And when you get on this level, then come, you know. But still, don't roll up. I mean, even on the Mickey Mouse joints, you want to surprise them then. If they're a Mickey Mouse outlet, right. you want to go in there and just be like, yo, I'm ready for my interview, and then take over. Right. Like, you do the, do the due diligence. <laughs> like how they say an artist be like, I could perform in front of five people, 5,000 people. Do that with your interviews. If it's a Mickey Mouse production, show out. Kill it. And if it's a bomb, you know, you're coming up, you're coming up to bomb. Fire or the Zen Live or the Fuse Box or the Beat Miners or the Birthplace Magazine or then even Hot 97, show out, act like something. Right. Come on, y'all. Right. Um, also, Sorry, just, nah. right. also, also don't be a diva before you deserve it because a lot of that happens way, way too much. Where I'm just there, like, bruh, anybody can record right now. <laughs> Literally, you can right. just get your night, you can get a free program for that. You can get a little cheap USB mic at the Best Buy. Somebody and, did it at the Apple store, and right, you know, and you can make your track, but you know, don't come like on some diva rinky dink stuff because you recorded a few joints. Right. As um, you talk about, you got to have some. You know, ha have your story together. Have what your project's going to be. Have, have an idea of when your shows are going to be. Right. Have, have an actual okay. website. In yeah. 2015, if you can't pay $8.99 a year to have <laughs> whatever your website is, right. .com, right. I'm going to look at you a little, I'm going to look at you a little funny. Right. You know you, what I'm you saying? If you're emailing us from pimphustlestackmoney at gmail.com and, you know, you got a whole... Hey. That, yeah. Like, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, like I'm bigpimp.com <laughs> using a $25 email blast service that doesn't even label your MP3. I'm going right. to be looking at you a little weird. Right. Or if you're not even trying to attempt to have a basic, hey, how you're doing, what some folks don't understand how to do anymore, like, right. have that little teeny bit of home training. Because honestly, so many people don't. That's, even that little part might make you stick out if I'm not necessarily the craziest about your track. Yeah. Or I might recommend you, you know, to somebody else. I'm like, okay, they got some sense. This track or whatever else might be around their way. If you I'm unprofessional and crazy, the first thing I'm going to tell somebody is, yo, they're unprofessional and crazy. And there's times I've called people out online for being crazy yeah. to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I really don't have, I'm at that stage of life, I really don't have too much chill on that. Right. <laughs> I think that's a whole different panel, social media <laughs> etiquette. Yeah. Oh, people Email reach out social, to you, they yeah. don't know you, they approach you wrong, mm. and it's laziness, right? Don't because post your video on my Facebook wall. Artists. And not say hi. <laughs> She's going in. Nobody ever blows up with that. I don't care about your event. Word. I don't care about your video. How about you just say hi, and we can go from there. Don't post it and say that you were with 90 million people that you don't know because <laughs> right. you just heard their name. Yeah, and use your nah, BCC field, damn it. 
But see, I'm, I'm sorry. That's a little rant I got on because that, that makes Fair me enough. catch feelings. That's all good. Q&A. Does anybody else have any questions for our esteemed panelists? Yes, sir. Uh, I think you're a record player man. Holla at the crowd. Hey, what's up? From my brother, Zen Gypsy. Yes. Where in Westchester? Uh, Port Chester. Okay. Yeah, right by the Capitol Theater. Mount Vernon, bro. I understand that that, that multi-train struggle to, to Bushwick it's is real. very real. It's real. It's very now, real. You put, I ain't gonna call you up, but you put the JMZ on the email, there was no M running right now. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like checking for the F and then like two of them passed. I had to go back through, I had to pay again and then wait for it. And then I'm like, yo, I'm gonna be late. It's it so is weekend subway helter yeah. skelter. Yeah. About that. I'm from Long Island. So we don't know helter about skelter. Yeah, you got cars. Yeah. yeah. So to, just to go back quickly in regards to the old school hip hop stations that are popping up. Because what rises up in me in regards to it is, this music deserves longevity. There have been the classic rock stations and all of that, and our music deserves that same amount of longevity. At the same time, I do think that Manny Faces brings up a very interesting point in terms of if you're in fact playing that for 24 hour cycle, but you're not touching upon perhaps the new releases that those same artists that you came up with are putting out in the here and now. There's a cutoff. Not only that, but in a way it sort of perpetuates the generation gap that's happening within hip hop itself. So I honestly do think it is more than likely going to be up to us in terms of independent media personnel to show that connection. One of the things that I like to do in terms of what I do for Bonfire is connect those dots between the old and the new. So even if it's just about showing people that the folks that you grew up with, that you idolized, guess what? They just put something out this summer. They got something coming up right now. And perhaps make those connections between the old guard and the new guard that are coming up who may go about making music with a new school with a new school technology but have an old school ethic so they they've touched upon yeah. some of those people that we came up with but they're making stuff within their style but it's still something that older heads can relate to no i agree i think you're talking to the choir though right now because yeah. we know that and that's the format that we're doing when i was referring to the boom station i i was just saying how um important our history is and like i said it's a formatted station right they have an old rock station an old old rock station why can't we have an old hip-hop station like you said and 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 i get it i but like i said from the beginning it's corporate and so i know what that's about that's about money how can they all all the little advertising companies are talking once they're playing that format oh you we could use this song for this commercial and so i get that you know, um, yeah, it is up to us, right, to keep the longevity of these artists going, right? Because Rolling Stones are still touring, they're still, uh, you know, in the media um, spotlight, and that's because they, they care about their artists a little bit more. Right. Um, we kind of say, okay, you're at a certain age, you gotta go. Right. Yeah. And I think that hip hop is in a real funny stage because it's the age that it is. So it's really, at this point, trying to figure this out, there's some grown pains not growing pains anymore but like grown pains so yes those stations are great but they are really playing a very small sliver of hip-hop of, histor- yeah, of old school anyway the the more radio friendly style so it really has to be a hybrid solution 
where you're playing some of the new stuff. And that's not going to work on terrestrial radio for a long time, if ever. And it costs a hell of a lot of money to, to get a, a, an FM broadcast yes. license. So if you're not doing something that pours in the dollars, it's not going to happen. And it can happen on a big level on the independent I mean, that's how it started. When he, we used to listen to rap, what, 10 o'clock on Friday. We, have to right. go, we had to or run Thursday. to a radio station with a cassette tape, and we had to be there because it was only on four hours a day. Right. One day, that whole kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? That and whole that was thing it. come back. And that's it. Pause tapes. On the weekend. Yeah. You know, on the weekend. On the weekend, you're ready. It. You're like, okay. And then you had to run that thing during the, the week. So, but it was that kind of, now, one thing is I tell people that's the kind of effort you have to put in if you want to find those artists that you're looking for because we know that they exist. We do see them. When we go to the live shows, we got to sit through some trash. Because everybody yeah. and their mother. But you find that one gem, it makes it all work. Makes it worth you know it. I mean? Sometimes you'll you find some of the opening act. Yeah, yeah. And you follow them and you support them. And now some of them are performing here or they're on this radio station. So you put in that effort, the same effort we had to do to run to the radio and be there at 10 o'clock. We have to continue to do that. The same way they fought, how I had Ralph McDaniels on my show and we had a long talk oh, about. Shout out to Uncle Ralph. How yeah, he really. busted yeah. through and how he. You Video know, they, music absolutely box. Absolutely. What, what we're talking yeah. about. The king of that made that happen when nobody was With saying nobody. he could do it. And and he's one of the people that said, "Listen, you're gonna knock on the door yeah. and they're not gonna answer. Right. And you have to be okay with that." And once he said that to me, I was okay with that. There you go. Like, and I get it. it. Yeah. Like the, what you want to do, they're not gonna allow you to do that. Thing. Right. So are you gonna? It conform? doesn't serve their purpose. No, it, you know, I'm not it, gonna conform. Right. So no, I'm there not. It is. Yeah. He owns all his all that all video all video that. music box. Yes. All that. Ownership, y'all. Own mm -hmm. yep. your shit, y'all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, he's a pioneer for that, man. Man, man I yeah. had a quick question. Do 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 you ever fear that the way because the way they format these old school say, are you afraid that nostalgia will get played out? Because I feel like it's almost like. Forget my term, but like nostalgia point. Everyone loves to feel good and remember when it was like this. Right. Do you think that format will get old? And it, yeah, I, I said know. I think it's gonna. I think people tire of it. I think that nostalgia is a hell of a drug. It is. You know what I mean? I love because you know, we that. all feel that we that our era, what we came up with. This exactly. is across the board. This isn't hip hop. This is like research studies have shown that the era, the, the music, the pop culture that was yours when you were in your formative years, late teens, or when you had time, disposable time, to sit and watch movies and sit and watch. And listen to the radio. We don't have that much time anymore. And people get older, they say, oh, I listen to the radio, it's crap. Because you listen for like four minutes, and chances are, law of statistics, it was crap. But that doesn't mean that it's all crap. That doesn't mean that you can't find other aspects and angles to satisfy your nostalgic urges. But do it with, like, I, listen, I see plenty of 19 and 20-year-olds doing hip-hop that I like. And I'm from the same era. But I see them. I know them. I could direct you to them. And so I started shows so, and magazines to let you know who they are. They're out there. And I think that maybe we fight through that sometimes. Uh, you know, you see it with some of the young cats that are doing retro-styled music. Yeah, of course. It's, it's actually like the young cats like it and the old cats like it. And that's why you have to mix the formats together, not just go 100% old that's, exactly. that's why it, a hybrid we'll solution yeah. wins. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing to me about how they're doing like the old-school hip-hop format right now is that we're at a period of time, I think, that we're literally seeing how people are trying to revise hip-hop history. Yeah. And what yeah. music was important and what personalities were important and who's not. I mean, I'm sure anybody who's been online has seen the back and forth about how people feel about Straight Outta Compton right. and what right. NWA's place was. And some right. people, like, they were quote-unquote conscious all their damn lives <laughs> and whatnot. Or they were like a thug since they were four years old. Right. And everything in between. And it's like, we're like really seeing like people shape their images while they're still alive and on this right. rock. And you know, with corporate type of stuff and just how certain parts of mainstream media are in general, they're gonna try to kind of neutralize 
certain cast and certain things that are put out there. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's big with us being independent media is still reminding people that, yeah, these artists are cool and these personalities were cool and all of that, but there's a lot more out there from not just the past, but right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And with the way they got this old school format vibe where I'm like, I first heard about it, I'm like, that's cool. There's finally this little bit of stuff out of it. I'm like, it's still going to be those top Billboard 100 tracks yeah. that were the hip-hop and tracks. Whatever happened to these other people who were cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's going to be the that's, big that's thing that's going to come up soon. That's Oh, no? No. The, the, the old school format, there's a lot of folks on there that never made the billboard at that time. So oh, Well, big up to them, because that was, one, that <laughs> yeah. was one of my big worries when I first like, heard about it once I had my beginning excitement. So well, somebody on the programming is trying to do something up, but I can I, see that may I be I think what you, what you speak on is something that we have to be conscious of being you know, independent outlets you know, that care about community, culture, hip-hop, music, and culture. You know, community, New York City and surrounding areas, other cities, our cities, our urban areas, our communities, because it's not just the way, you know, what music they're playing, it's the narrative that, that's coming out behind it. Right. And when you say things are being erased, it's not just what happened, you know, to Eazy-E, you know, it's what's happening in Brooklyn, you know, or what's happening mm -hmm. there. So I just want to say, uh, I think we're just, we're running out of time, so I just want to make sure everyone, once again, states, you know, who they are, where they can be heard, and, um, you know, how much you love us. <laughs> well, first, first off, yeah, thank, uh, thank you uh, uh, for inviting me, having me on the show. I'm the standby gypsy host of The Hangover Takeover. We broadcast live every Monday night, uh, 9 p.m. on zenlive.tv. Uh, you can download the Ustream app. You can watch it on your phone. Uh, you can watch it on your laptop. Uh, we have a chat room. You can Skype in. You can call in. And uh, we do entertainment stuff. Uh, every now and then, we'll, you know, if, if there's something you know, resounding uh, uh, political news, we'll, we'll have a discussion about it. But we, we try and keep it uh, uh, lighthearted. Uh, it is Monday night. We call it, you know, the third day in the weekend. Uh, you know, so we, we try and keep it lighthearted. So nothing wrong with that's that. That's what we do. TK will tell you, nothing wrong with gossip. Ain't nothing wrong with a little gossip. <laughs> gossip you better tell me. Bullshit is good sometimes. You better tell me. <laughs> need a break sometimes. Yeah. There you go. Um, we're on a different, various range of outlets, but one of the best ways you can check us out is via our official website, FuseBoxRadioOnline.com. Um, on Podomatic, it's FuseBoxRadio.Podomatic.com. All of my social media ends with FuseBoxRadio, yeah. just my about. Right. So you'll run into me one way or the other. <laughs> and as I always say, if you don't remember any of this stuff, just Google FuseBoxRadio. My nice little pretty logo will pop up, and there'll be all those links and stuff. Yeah, and if you listen to go through iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, et cetera, you can pull up our weekly show. I usually try to um, update it now um, around the weekend, so like Friday, Saturday, if you want to have that nice chunk of time to listen to you know our joints or whatever and we also have about two years of archives back on there awesome. feel free to um go on ahead and check us out and um on the written end of things and photography and stuff our blog site is blackradioisback.com so back besides some of the stuff that we can't go ahead and cover on the show because we have a three-hour show we talk a lot but we don't necessarily want to do that all the time right little other things we can't cover we put up on there so if y'all want some event coverage or other stuff, let me know. And on the love in, yeah, you you and Keisha, all right, you know, y'all are okay. Yeah, all right too. I, I I rode a bus 300 miles up here just yeah, to be around so okay people. So. Some okay folk. Yeah, right. And that puts my uh, journey into um, perspective. I'll be running right back to Port no Authority sympathy. after this. So. Uh, Beat Miners Radio, and that's with a Z. Um, Beatminersradio.com, and then you can check us out on TuneIn, UStream. Um, and hit us up on Twitter at Beatminers Radio, or you can hit me up at Cynical Smith. Um, I host Sin City Radio every Wednesday from 
three to five. My, my <laughs> <laughs> one of my co-hosts is on uh, maternity leave, so the show after me, I, my time slot move. <laughs> so I'm three to five right now, and then Sundays I am four to six p.m. Uh, and you, uh, young lady? Yeah, uh, you can tune in to TK in the AM right here on bonfireradio.com every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 10 to 11.30 uh, AM Eastern. And um, if, you, you know, if you don't want to tune in that early, you can go to the archive. But honestly, I would just say pick a show, listen to it, <laughs> enjoy it, make it a nostalgic thing, you know, kiss a girl, and then make it part of your memories. I don't know. Do That's something with it. It's <laughs> yeah. like you got to attach something to it, so let's do that. Like, All right. like kiss upon someone, <laughs> listen to the show. Like Manny Face's show was the first show, I, you know, that you did something to. Like, hey. Yeah. Hey. Then you'll never forget. That's right. So That's right. thank you guys for having My name is Manny Faces. This is sort of the Manny Faces show, part of the 2015 Bonfire Radio Audio Festival. You can find me at mannyfaces.com. I'm also the founder and editor-in-chief of Birthplace Magazine, the number one website for New York hip-hop. And Sunday nights, the New York Hip-Hop Report live on Bonfire Radio, where we uh, have like, it's like sports talk radio, just hip hop here. We'll take your calls and, and talk about what's going on in our fair city. So uh, thank you for listening to me. But more than that, much more important than me, them. Give it up for this beautiful panel today. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, man. It's been an honor. Thank you, Manny Faces. You. you are an exceptional moderator.